Thank you for calling Gay Wire. Your call is very important to us. Press 1 for fourth wave feminism. Press 2 for a strangely in-depth discussion about where the worms have gone. Press 3 for... You have chosen option 3. Please stay on the line. Hello, and thank you for choosing option 3. You've reached Gaywire, where everything's at least a little bit queer. I'm your host, Artemis, and my pronouns are she, her. You're listening to CJSR 88.5 FM in so-called Edmonton, and this week we're talking about rainbow capitalism, something that we all have to live with as queer people we're not exactly happy about, but we kind of just have to accept. For this episode, one of our reporters, me, spoke with Mavi as Tolentino, they, them, who is a co-owner of the queer BIPOC-owned coffee shop in Edmonton, the Intent Coffee Shop who spoke to me about owning a business and its struggles, as well as being a queer business owner and, of course, rainbow capitalism. Without further ado, let's go right to me and Maviaz Tolentino. Um, so Intense is a youth Filipino-owned and queer trans BIPOC-ran uh, coffee collective. Um, we're located in Southgate Mall. And we opened in September 2020. Oh, so you guys are pretty new. Yeah, we're babies. Uh, and then what is your role at Intend? Um, I'm a co-owner and I do a lot of different things. Um, I started out as a barista trainer. So like I trained my team to make drinks and how to serve customers and then I eventually like let them hold the reins out front in the front of the house um, when they got trained. And now I'm I've transitioned to doing more admin work, so answering emails, ordering, keeping inventory, marketing, all that admin stuff. <laughs> I I don't love it. I don't love um, admin because I, I I am like a front of house person, but it is what I need to do. Um, but I just have to learn how to love it. <laughs> How was Pride Month for you and the in the store? I've always have like a mixed feeling with Pride Month. Like I think every queer person feels. Um, yeah, of course. Like in the first like week or second week, you have this surge of like support, right? <laughs> and then it just slowly like dies down as the month like you know um, finishes. Um, so it's kind of like. Oh, great, but it's like, oh, God, whatever. <laughs> um, but we're just trying our best every single day, being queer every single day. Um, and wh- whoever comes in our doors to support, like, we're grateful for every single person that comes to our doors, Pride Month or not Pride Month. But, um, and it's like, we're also in the mall, so it's like we're surrounded by, you know, like, rainbow capitalism and, like, all these, like, stores supposedly, like, are for our community and literally not doing anything but, like, hanging out, like, pride flags and stickers on their doors. But, yeah, so mixed feelings. <laughs> and, yeah, could you, um, for maybe our listeners that uh, don't know what it is, could you explain what uh, rainbow cap? Rainbow capitalism is when like big corporations and brands bring out pride 
line of products and then they market it to the LGBTQ community to profit off of them <laughs> basically to capitalize on the supports on the community and while not doing any concrete um, change such as like promoting policies and support and putting pressure on like governments the governments on the lands that they operate on um, to like pressure them to like create change and even within their like um, their workspaces to create tangible policies that would protect against discrimination against our um, our, our people to my knowledge <laughs> or they just like donate a portion of their profits from this month and then stop it as soon as like the end of the month <laughs> comes so there's that too yeah and um could you maybe uh i know you gave us a little bit of your opinion but could you give us a bit more of your opinion on whether it's bad or good or if there are positives or if it's mostly negatives i think there are more negatives than positives right now because positive because it's kind of like a result of like what we've done before and our like ancestors have done before us because that is like a result of fighting and and it shows progress companies and like the mainstream is now more like tor tolerable like um and they're more like they're more accepting of our community like you can see it like it's like a tangible like okay they, they're hanging like pride flags and uh, putting stickers on their doors and their marketing is towards our community like that's progress two generations three generations ago like that was unheard of like we would never ever see that in like the 60s or the 70s or any era before that so that's the plus to me that's what i see and it spreads awareness whatever that means but like i'm over awareness already <laughs> like i i want to see action we're aware like queer gay people like lgbtq people have been like have been in on this earth since the dawn of time <laughs> you don't need to be aware like we're aware that we exist and and people know that we exist because we're here um cons because again they might just like capitalize on the supports and our our, our, our money while not like doing any tangible steps towards uh equality and equity and fighting against discrimination such as like yeah making policies why should we support local businesses instead? Do you think we should support local businesses instead? I'm in this mindset now that like everything is like not so black and white. Like there's always a gray area. To me, local doesn't mean better always. Because like I've worked in a lot of local like shops and like uh, businesses and like they're literally just the exact same copy i'm not gonna name names but yeah they're just like smaller versions of these like big corporations and 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 they just like use this word local as like oh we're better but that not, does not necessarily mean that it's true always in all aspects um i believe that we should support local but we also have to be like discerning and like be critical on like who we give our money to local or not <laughs> Um, we should support local because like these are the people that are in your community and like you know them and and you can clearly see the impact right here in your like community and also like local businesses pay most of the taxes because we buy here and we sell here instead of like big corporations so like a lot of the taxes like there's a lot of tax evasions with like 
big corporations because they could easily like oh we're based in the u.s so we don't need to like pay taxes in canada but like we're providing our services in canada so there's a lot of things like that or their bank accounts are offshore accounts so they like legally are not obliged to pay taxes we are the backbone of the economy because we buy from like the big corporations like without small businesses the other like industries would fall apart as well because they supply the, the, the small businesses. So yeah, taxes is a big part of it, honestly. <laughs> taxes, you know, yeah. you, you can't live with them, you can't yeah. live without they them. Use our, they, they use our roads, they use our, our resources, but they don't pay back, so. Going back a bit, uh, what's, uh, how's COVID been for, because you guys started in yeah. September of 2020, so you guys haven't even gotten that much time uh, sans COVID. Yeah, well, since we started like during COVID, like we don't know what to compare it to. <laughs> because we've never ex like existed as a business before it. It's more challenging because we had to like adapt quickly to the like changes. But it's normal for us to do that now because right like we started in covid it's been a challenge because like at one point like we were busy and then at another point it's not busy again because of like the restrictions i, I guess it's normal for us like it feels normal and all and and now that like they're talking about lifting all restrictions we're like what what is happening <laughs> um that's something that we don't know how to navigate still but we we do know how to navigate covid because we started in covid um so there's that we're kind of terrified in july 1st when things are back to normal and um yeah but i think we're gonna keep our our store policies of like still no dine-in and uh wear a mask like as like a mandatory thing because we have that um, autonomy within this space. Yeah, it's been, it's been challenging, but it's how we started. <laughs> I'm pretty scared about the whole uh, no restrictions yeah. thing. Too soon, it's man, too, too soon. soon. Like, why? <laughs> we don't even have our second doses yet. What's owning a business like? Like, what is it like in terms of, like, in general? Like if someone were to ask you, so how's the owning a business going at a family reunion or something? How would you uh, describe it to them? It's not easy. Um, it's challenging and you have to make a lot of sacrifices. It's not about making profit. It's well, at least to me, um, it's not about making profit. It's always about people first because people run the business, not profit <laughs> um, because who makes profit people so you always have to like prioritize people first um, and like it's been really hard with us not being able to access any like COVID funds because we're a new business so like we've been solely relying on our community support we're at that point where like there's a possibility that we might close and we can't last until like our first year anniversary and like get more loans and and just like accepting that possibility that like we'll just try our best and like we'll still put people first instead of like selling out and things will work out there's gonna be a lot of like sleepless nights <laughs> in the beginning also building trust is a priority because you can't work with people that you don't trust it's not for everyone <laughs> really um if you don't like people if you don't like thinking about human beings or you don't like challenges this is not for you i don't know it's just a mix of everything right now but it's all about maintaining building relationships 
it's all about humanity. It's all about humans. That's what business is. That's that's lovely. I like that. Uh, what's it been like, you know, hiring, uh, you know, staff in COVID? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine that was. Uh, oh, it's really... actually it filtered a lot of people um, because, like, COVID made a lot of people like rethink their values and what what the heck they're doing with their lives and and what they want to do next so um in our hiring process we asked uh two questions uh they can choose either or so the first question was like what's 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 your vision of the world like the future world like when it comes to like yourself your community and just like that entire like world in general and then the second question is like oh i forgot (laughs) but it's something along the lines of like what 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 does the future look like to you um and what what do you believe in and like what do you want to see in the future so um anyone that like aligns with our vision of the future we hired (laughs) it was a good and then like a lot of people like answered too and it was like delightful to see like because most of the people that like um submitted their application to us like our our age like our end generation it's wonderful and like we cried on some of them <laughs> we cried on like reading on some of the 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 cover letters i mean the the essays and and seeing that like our generation is kind of like like we're hopeful and like we're willing to like fight and like make things happen like the things that we want to see in the world um, but we can only hire so much so we hired the first eight people <laughs> for seven i mean six people to like um give their their essays to us so it's been it's been fun like we wanted to hire so many people but again covid then we can't provide that many hours to like a lot of people so um it's been fun because not like people people are not just like looking for jobs like they're looking for workspaces and like work environments that they can thrive in that and that aligns with their values because COVID reminded them that life is short and like you don't know if you're gonna die so like make the difference that you want to make now. Lovely, wonderful, just that that's a good way of doing that you know yeah. Would you say that there's any challenges being a queer business owner versus not being a queer business owner? For sure, <laughs> uh, for sure because like we're a minority and like we don't sell as well as you know mainstream it's hard to not be tempted to like let's just go mainstream and just be a regular coffee shop and not be like a queer coffee shop and hire like everyone you know like straight people (laughs) there's there are a lot of challenges because there's you add another like barrier to the barriers that you're gonna face but so far so good like most of the people that come here are like queer people and allies and you know you get you get like some occasional like mainstream like straight people that come in because like we're also in the mall and like it's whatever like they still give us their money and and they don't care if you're queer and 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 i i think that's the beauty of it is like we are normalizing getting stuff from queer people <laughs> and buying from queer people and just like not make it big of a deal but it's also a big deal because like you're giving us your money <laughs> so yeah it's, it's quite challenging in that way that like you don't know when you're going to face discrimination at any point um it's also hard to access resources as well but it's also a great time now to take people's money <laughs> if that makes sense like there's a lot of like there's a lot more like queer centered oriented grants and 
resources and initiatives that exist now that didn't exist before. So it's a great time to create leverage for our communities with with these big corporations and organizations that want to do something for a change. Yeah, uh, straight people listening, if you want to know how to support your LGBTQ friends, give them your money. Yeah, straight up, just give. But yeah. also, I've had this thought in a week, and I, I think it's going to be unconventional now, but <laughs> I think more people will think about it. We can't just stop there. We can't just stop just giving us your your money like that's still not enough that's like one of the big ways for sure but that's i think that's probably like 40 to 50 percent of the battle in 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 the capitalistic um in this capitalistic society but we still need to fight for policies we need to like put pressure on the powers that be or like dismantle the pressures that power that are on top of <laughs> um so like yes you're giving us money but there are still laws and policies and environments that aren't safe for us. Like money is not going to solve those and dissolve those. So that's my thoughts. Like we shouldn't like, like also like you can apply this to like Black Lives Matter. Like, yeah, you, you keep giving your money to black folks, but the laws are still the same. So we need to, to think about those things as well as you give your money to us. <laughs> yeah, it's weird how how money helps those, you know, helps everyone else and that's all you need. But yeah. you know, when it comes to those who don't have everything in their lot of life, money isn't enough. Yeah, because it's like easy, it's easy, it's an easy way out now to like get rid of your guilt. It's like, oh, I gave money, that's it. I'm, I don't have to worry about anything else. Like, no, this is a systemic problem. <laughs> We need to create systemic changes. And financial is one of those systems, but it's just one of them. Uh, do you have any other uh, local or queer businesses that people listening should support as well as the Intent Coffee Shop? The Quilt Bag, um, because they inspired us really. Like they were the, the business that we looked up to <clears throat> and up to this point too. And I heard that they're selling their um, business which is like sad to see but also like it's an opportunity for someone else maybe so yeah go support the quilt bag northern chicken is also queer owned donut party they actually e-transferred us which is like this is what we wanted to see is that like all the crew businesses just e-transferring each other <laughs> because like we kind of like envisioned this like community economics <laughs> of like oh like profit sharing and all that stuff so yeah those those i'm pretty sure there's a lot more that i'm not aware of but those are just what's on my mind stonut party the quilt bag and Northern chicken yeah you know go check those out and go check out the intent coffee shop in southgate mall was it yes southgate mall closest entrance to southeast entrance right beside the bay people get lost here so that's the closest entrance That was Maziaz Tolentino speaking with our reporter, me, about rainbow capitalism, owning a business, being a queer business owner, and all the struggles and difficulties of all of those. Check them out on Instagram, at Intend Coffee Shop, Facebook, and also go to the location yourself at the Southgate Mall. 
So today, instead of me just talking with myself about how great of a job I did, we decided to have a discussion on the topic of rainbow capitalism, which I'm also in. So in this episode, you're just getting a whole lot of Artemis content. So without further ado, let's hear from the entire Gaywire cast on rainbow capitalism. I'm Terrence, and my pronouns are he and they. Hi, I'm Artemis, and my pronouns are she, her. Hi, I'm Ash, and my pronouns are they, them. My name is Shayna, and my pronouns are also they, them. My name is Jeremy, pronouns they, them. So this week we are talking about rainbow capitalism. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the what's the general vibe, the, the first thought that pops in your head when you hear the words rainbow and capitalism rainbow automatically i think gay um (laughs) capitalism immediately first thought is um evil abhorred uh system of oppression that benefits those at the top and punishes those at the bottom uh, and, you know, together they make something that's, um, you know, less than, less than good. Less than good, I would say. Uh, I would say that the first thing that comes to mind is whenever companies change their, like, logo on social media to have a rainbow background, and then as soon as July 1st rolls around, they switch it back to their regular logo. That's the, that's the first thing that it reminds me of. Oh, that's that's my favorite part is when is when they erase Pride Month. Yeah, I agree with Shana. For me, it's all about consumerism and buying items, moving the economy forwards, but erasing all the political aspects of LGBTQI plus identity. I don't agree with rainbow capitalism in any way, but this must be said. Um, There are obviously a benefit, I would say, to rainbow capitalism, and that is the acknowledgement and acceptance of uh, queer people in the world. I know it's to make a buck, but, you know, it's better than just complete disregard, I would say. I would rather be exploited than be ignored. I think is what I'm trying to say here. I wish that the options were not exploited or ignored. But those are the options that um, we are very often left to choose from. So I think we can collectively agree that rainbow capitalism is uh, bad and we do not like it. But like, what's our alternative? What's the ideal? What do we want the companies to do? For me, the ideal would be if you're going to flaunt that you support queer people, make sure you have policies in place to protect your queer patrons and workers. Like those are your employees and a lot of companies don't even have harassment policies or teach people what to do when they encounter homophobia in the workplace. That that's a requirement for me if rainbow capitalism if rainbow capitalism is allowed to continue. <laughs> As a follow-up for that, I think not only should there be policies that protect LGBTQ people, but they should also be enforced because a lot of places will 
like have a policy that's like oh don't discriminate but then like the manager will go discriminate against people for no reason the alternative i would say is instead of marking this time as the specific time to sell uh you know rainbow things or gay paraphernalia would be to have it at all times so that that way you're not pandering to a specific well you're still pandering to i think at that point it is representation as opposed to exploitation because that gives them time to be prideful I was just going to say that I agree with Artemis. Pride Month is interesting, but the policies and the whole idea of a company sponsoring Pride uh, should extend beyond June. De definitely, if you're going to say that you support the queer community, then you you have to give back to that community. And a lot of places will do something like a, like a 10% back to like the Trevor project or whatever, or, or 50% if they're, if they're wild and crazy. And I understand that it's capitalism and they need to make a profit, but they're making a profit off of the existence of a certain community. If that community is your target consumers, you, you should support them. Oh, okay. One, one final thought that I have for the people is don't stress out about it too much because none of it makes any sense and there's no right answer but there's certainly wrong answers maybe don't buy your stuff from walmart maybe don't buy your stuff from amazon like um just do just do what feels right it's mm -hmm. it's all bad but there's definitely stuff that's worse Take a minute to think about your relationship to rainbow capitalism and uh, if you have the means to try other outlets to get your pride merch um, because it's okay if you're like 14 and you only have 20 bucks and so you go to Walmart and you get the shirt because the shirt is what makes you feel affirmed and good in, in, about yourself. Yeah, there, there's no right answer. There's a lot of wrong answers. Uh, ask yourself where your money is going. Uh, if you're poor, or if you're in a rural area, you might not have the option of choosing where your money goes. Uh, Amazon is one of the only companies that delivers to rural areas. If you have the luxury of choosing where your money goes, support local, support handmade, make it yourself if you want, do a craft night with your other queer friends, but recognize that there is no ethical consumption under capitalism and, and just be contented in that. We're in a bit of a pickle when it comes to getting our pride merch, but generally speaking, support local. Just try your best and don't feel too bad if your best isn't as good as you want it to be. Do what makes you happy it's in the end your money and a $10 shirt isn't going to change the world. I would just add that the problem is not you, what you do, because you are an individual and the problem is systemic, it's structural. So don't blame yourself for buying stuff that you want.
And that's all the time we have for today. Gaywire is a production of CGSR 88.5 FM in so-called Edmonton on Treaty 6 territory. We acknowledge all the many First Nations, Métis, and Inuit who have... Gaywire is a production of CGSR 88.5 FM in so-called Edmonton on Treaty 6 territory. We acknowledge all the many First Nations, Métis, and Inuit whose footsteps have marked these lands for centuries including but not limited to the Cree, Salto, Blackfoot, Métis, Denning, and Nakota Sioux. We recognize that colonialism is an ongoing and active violence, and it can encourage you to reflect on your own relationship to colonialism and what accountability and growth look like for you and your communities. Give what you can and learn even more. Thank you to our guests, Mavi as Tolentino, co-owner of the Intent Coffee Shop. Today's show was produced by Shana Giles, Joe Victor Krieger, Ash Linda, Terrence Adams, and myself, Artemis Peasley. Follow Gaywire on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. You can find us online at gaywire.transistor.fm and on Facebook and Twitter at Gaywire and on Instagram and TikTok at GaywireCGSR. Let us know what you think of the show. Hit us up in the DM sometime, or if you'd rather be fancy, you can also email gaywire at cgsr.com. And you never know, you might just get to be part of the show. Our artwork is done by Travis Erickson, original music by Doug Hoyer, and Catherine Hilt. Until next week, keep it jeezy, 